This episode is sponsored by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for your continued support. If you're not a member yet, you can join our Patreon for as low as $1 per month to support the cast and crew of The Bardic College. Unlock bonus content featuring your favorite players, get exclusive access to shows you can't find anywhere else, and even get a chance to have Raz run a game of your choice. Visit us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems, so there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But, if history has taught us anything, probably gonna be bad news. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Another evening has fallen, and you've come back here to speak with us and to listen. Because you really can't speak to us, you don't have a microphone. But that's okay. It's Raz, and this is the Bardic College, and we are putting on another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. And I'm here with the whole team, and when we last left off, we had some really nice things develop. We had Madam go reach out to his friend and con- uh, fellow business contact, Alcos uh, Perilophilus, and has been invited back to dinner after rich- getting some additional hardware for Jack, and also passing on Catherine's medical list. And the ladies have decided to go outside of town, outside the city, into the darkness of night, in an unfamiliar cab, with Ella guiding them on $15. And hey, bud, you got a gypsy on yet, you know? I'm just looking for a gypsy. Anybody got one? And sure enough, they found a cab driver who knows a gypsy. So we are all, we are there. We're pulling up in front of this house. It's not marked with anything. It's just an, a home. The gentleman says, if you know, he's, as he pulls in, it's probably like a three-room little house, uh, you know, a little bit better, bigger than the uh, shed that the team had stayed in uh, in Siberia when they were mending up and healing after the, the situation that developed there. So it's it's, but it's definitely like it's a coal stove. There's no electricity. You can see lanterns in the windows and stuff kind of lighting up the building. It's painted in just this drab color. Doors, you know, it, it just looks like something run down. There's a donkey in the front yard. But the guy, you know, he pulls up on this dirt part of a road and he's like, uh, if you wait one minute, I, I will go see if, if she's if she's available to speak with you. I, I'll be right back. May I may I tell her that you're willing to pay her? Is that OK? Oh, absolutely. So he um, knocks in the door and you see him talk and he. He, he nods and he's like, he's gesturing wildly and the old, it's an old woman and she's got this shawl over her head and she's like telling him, no, 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 she doesn't want any part of it. But you made your luck roll. So not only, you know, you did a good job with it and you made your cult roll. So those are good. So finally she, she nods and like, yeah, fine, whatever. And she starts walking in and she leaves the door open and uh, he comes up and he, and he says to you, she's a little bit, um, doesn't want to take money. Uh, she's, she will take the money, but she doesn't want it to be handed she says it something about 
the site and it should never be done for profit. So if you'll give me the the 10, I will go up to her and hand it to her because I'm not getting read. And then I will leave the building and you can speak with her as you wish, but that's the way she preferred to do it. She, she doesn't do this professionally. It's against their, their ways. That's not her thing. If that is the custom, then absolutely. What is her price that she has asked to be donated? Uh, Perhaps. uh, Well, it's the middle of the night. It's it's. I I I told her that you know you had offered me extra money. I I'll take nothing else. You know you're paying me fifteen. That is very generous. Would you would you give her the ten to meet you with her her private home in the middle of the evening? Of course, yes. So he takes the money, puts it in his pocket when he starts walking up the door towards her. You see him rub his hands. You know, like he's cold. And uh, she comes back to the door, and you see him reach in and he pulls the bill out. Now make me a spot hidden. The three ladies. 45, that's a success. I'm cold. I'm cranky. I don't see shit. I also have a hard success. She didn't get a hard. She had regular. You have a hard? Yes. Okay. The hard success is what she needed. He hands her five. So the 10, you gave him 15. The 10 went in his pocket. He promised her five. He made himself another five. So he he hands her the five. And then he comes back to the car and he says, "She'll, she'll speak with you. Come. He opens the door, lets the ladies out, smiles, shuts it turns the engine off, gets back in the car. It's nice and warm for him right now. And uh, he says, her name is Madame Zarlos. Zarlos. And he rolls the window back up as you head up to the steps. And she's like, come in, come in. Um, Russian. Speak Russian? Niet. I point to Catherine, who I believe has the highest Russian score. (laughs) Nope, it's me. Oh, Faye has the highest Russian. I point to Faye. She does. She says, she says, yet and points at Catherine. And Catherine goes, what the hell? <laughs> All right, Faye, give me a roll. All right, here we go. That is a five. <gasps> yeah. Which my Russian is a 20. So that would just be a hard success, right? I'm trying to, yeah. Uh, you would need a four to be yep. critical. I can't do math in my head. So a hard success. You're welcome, Kayla. Look at that. Yes, Faye, thank you. Hello, Faye. I'm Madame Zarlos, and I'll be reading your fortune this evening. Um, that's basically what translates in the Russian. She comes. So but, but, so for the evening, you're going to be able to piece together enough of the words. I'm going to do it and act it with broken Russian. So she brings you in. She set a table up. There's some people in the back corner standing there looking at you. Basically, they were sitting around the table. Now they have nowhere to sit because you need the chairs. Uh, the fireplace, the, the wooden stove is cooking like a big cast iron, you know, like a Ben Franklin type stove. And that's but something that would have been found in the Ukraine during that period. And there's, you know, you can smell the smoke that's backing up somewhat in the chimney and the candles are are lit and there's lanterns and everything. But she throws a tablecloth down over the table and she says, sit, come, sit. I take a seat. I'll sit too. I'm going to sit, but my chair, if the other two are in line, my chair is like four inches back. So you're not at the table for the reading. I mean, I'm taller than them, so my legs need a bit more room. But no, I mean, do you consider that not at the table? Catherine, you're not Kobe Bryant. You're just a little tall. <laughs> I'm not saying. Like, you're normal size and they're short. I think that's really the way we say this. Wow. <laughs> you're not Annika Finley. I mean, you're not. <laughs> Please go watch our 7C campaign to know what we're talking about. All right. So Catherine sits and stretches her legs out a little okay. bit, kicks the old woman. I'm a little bit. Shin. She's sitting. You know what it is? She's sitting rather stiffly. Bit like. Okay. I'm not comfy. So. Uh, so. Why here? Why are you here in this house? Why do why do you come? I have always valued the Romani and their gifts into the mystic arts. I tell Faye to translate it. 
My... You are gai- you are gaiche. You gaiche. Uh, what do you know of Romani art? Who are you? What are you doing here? I belong to a magical sect in London. So I've heard of you, and I've met some of your brothers and sisters who have traveled to the West. Oh, London. Yes, London. And before we embark on the next step of our journey, for it is a interesting one, I only wish to ask three questions. Three? Three questions. Mm. Tarot? Card? Tarot? Yes. Let me just, let me get my, let me get my deck, my cards. So she walks over, opens up a drawer. They're right on top. They're wrapped in a kerchief. Uh, They're tied up uh, with three knots. She sits down. Her hands are gnarled. Her son, her grandson, and his grand, the grandchildren, the grandson's children are there. You know, they're all, there's like nine people in this house and they're, you know, it probably comfortably sleeps four. Uh, but she, she pulls at each knot and, and she makes a, she says something under her breath, almost like, um, it's almost like she's drawing on a, a blessing as she unties each knot and gets to the cards. Okay. And then she lays out the kerchief very, very systematically. It points to the North, points to the South, unfolds to the East, unfolds to the West. All right. So she makes the, the kerchief is lined to the four compass points. And it, her and you, her family's over over the, like over in the other room, right? There, there's, there's, yeah. The kids are kind of in an off getting ready for bed. Um, some of the men are staying there, smoking in the corner. One is sitting on the floor, kind of with his back up against the wall, watching. But you needed she needed the table for you guys, so they they swap, slid the table is, over, and that's what she. This doing. is what I'm gonna do while I'm looking at her. I'm going through my purse again, and I pull out the other five that was taken from her. And I look at her while I'm saying this, but I'm about to turn away to the family. I want you to also swear that what you read stays between us. And I point to Faye, Catherine, myself, and her. And I go over to the family and I give them the extra five. They, they look at her like they don't understand. And she says in, you know, Faye, you're getting this in Russian. Not sure you need to translate this, but she kind of shuffles them out of the room. Like, go. Just go to the bedrooms. You know, go outside, do what you got to do. But so two of the men walk outside. The you know, the, one of the women goes over and starts moving the kids, you know, further into the room, other room. But yeah, they, she gets everybody out of the house, out of this central room. Okay, cool. So she takes the deck, she breaks, you know, she fo- folds it, she begins shuffling it. She says, uh, "The flips of card, the card will be in answer to each question. I will pull one card first, and." Set to side. And this will be f- that I explain how it ties to other cards at the end. But then we, you ask your question, I have you draw a card, and we go from, we do this this time, three times. You understand? Yes. She shuffles, she pulls a card, doesn't flip it, leaves it off to the side, one card. Extends the deck to you, shuffles again, hands you, the, puts the deck in her hand and says, take a card. I'm thinking of my first question while I do it. So she's what's the question? What kind of enemies are we going to face in Nepal? That's the question. She turns a card over. You recognize it right away. I am not listeners. I unfortunately am not arcane uh, arcana enough to know every symbol of the of the tarot. I would have had to have this prepared. This was something I was not prepared for. Imagine a zigzag. Uh, So I'm going to tell them that they see a card that references in Ella's mind. So the card that's flipped represents old adversaries, okay? So she says, this is uh, the enemies uh, in Nepal. 
for you that you face, you and these women, if they travel, they travel with you. I see they travel with you now. Old enemies, old, great evil, but the evil is young. The evil, yes, the evil is young, but the enemies, they have been enemies for some time now, for since you're been together, since this journey has happened. And she puts the card, you know, down. I look to Faye and Catherine and go, I think we can guess who that is. Yeah, I don't need a tarot deck to figure that one out. She shuffles again, extends the cards. Next question. Will our mission be led astray if we go to Nepal? She flips a card over. Uh, the card is no. It's it's definitely a it's it's a one of the symbols inverted, which means like a negative or a, an answer an answer to something that you seek is no. And she just says to you, nothing should change um, in your mission. I do see many missions, so I don't know this. This usually means there are many paths. I don't know which mission you speak if it is a short-term long-term goal but this card says no this would be a short term thing we are going to nepal to find someone i want i want you to see perhaps if something is going to affect that is that your third question or from this card from this card i i know that's a lot to ask your mind is many places your head isn't settled. You say you seek someone, but there's many someones you seek. You seek young. You seek uh, dear friends. You seek a man who you may not trust. I don't know who you seek. With many missions, with many answers, I'm going to leave as it is. This question is no. I do not think it will change. Hmm. I've got something. She looks at at you, Ella, and through Faye's interpretation, she says, do you want to give her a draw? You've paid generously. I am not telling you she cannot draw, but you told me in the deck three. I'd want to make sure I at least get the three first ones correct. Uh, Catherine? If you gotta use a third question to make the magic deck thing work, if it's gonna cause problems, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Go for it, please. I was... Hoping for something different, but this might she be She begins good to idea. cackle a little bit. The woman begins to cackle a little bit. Pardon? <laughs> it is always good when someone who does not wish to believe so deeply believes. <laughs> what is your question? My question is, when will Davina be important? Now? Sometime close? Or further down my life's path journey when will i need divina she flips a card um she looks up at you and says you will see her one more time okay but not 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 in nepal not now i didn't did someone someone first must die what does it say who how much money do you need to tell me who I can't make the card tell me a name. You would tell me a name. I could say yes, no, but we could be here all night. I mean, you must know many. You are a wealthy American woman. You know many people. I'm just telling you, this Davina, she has a deep connection to you. And 
before you see her again, before you look through her eyes, through her eyes, it will be a long time, but it'll be, but more than that, someone, someone first must die. She takes the third card and lays it in front of the three of you. She says, which one of you will flip the card? I will. She puts her hand on it. She says, this card will decide and will help us tell you if the thing that troubles you, this mission, this great thing that is weighing down so heavily on the three of you, that is jumbling thoughts and making nervous about meeting people again, whether it will come to pass and succeed. She takes her hand off. Make a luck roll. Um, 40. That is a regular success. She, you flip it over and she, she kind of looks up at you for a second, looks again, and she says, I think you will be successful in the end. I think with much struggle and some setbacks and you will be there and yes, you will, you will see this thing to the end. Just me or all of us? Hard to say. I just swallow and I study the card. I nod my head, say thank you in my poor-ass Russian. If there's anything I can do for you now, I will return the favor. No, you've, you have been very generous to my grandson and to me myself. It is not often that we get beautiful women, foreign women to our door to, to ask to see Madame Zarlos. It is, uh, you were generous and... Generosity is a blessing upon you and those who receive it, so thank you. May God keep you. Praise him, yes. All right. Now, ladies, shall we be off? Please. Mumbles departs. Kayla, as just before you you leave, hmm? she, she says, oh, as the other two are out the front door, she walks over and she smiles and she takes something out of her pocket and puts it in your hand and says, please, give this to the cab driver for bringing you to us to thank him. Thank you. Thank you. What is it? It's wrapped in a little cloth. Maybe give it to him once we're out of the cab in case it's well, she, bad. As, yeah, as you, start, as you start to walk away, she says, once he drops you off, you make sure he gets that, okay? Of course, madam. Thank you for a lovely, lovely evening. Okay. He drives you back into town, drops you off at the Omega. The boys have been back now for about a half hour um, after their meeting. But uh, you're safely brought to the front of the, you know, to the hotel. He doesn't have to get out because there's doormen on the hotel 24-7. This is that kind of hotel back then. They walk over. They open the door, especially for three women. They would make sure you're out carefully. Do you have any bags, ma'am? Uh, no, actually. We were just on a nightly stroll, you know, as we do. Uh, yeah, as we do in 1931 <laughs> as women. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, in Sevastopol. A stroll in a car? That's okay. She 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 got dropped off somewhere and picked up. We, they don't know what you were in the car the whole time. He says, "Well, welcome to the Omega." Oh, I oh, I I recognize your face from last. Night. I'm so sorry. Please welcome back to the Omega. And he's a. They open the door for Faye and Catherine. Do you hand the gentleman the package, Kay? Right before I step out of the car, I'm like, "Oh, darling, darling. I I don't believe I caught your name, but thank you ever so much for bringing us out tonight. And I believe Madame Zalos gives you a present. Enjoy that." And I immediately sleep out of the car. Slip out of the car. Okay, so he he looks at the it's a it's a old rag. It looks like it's almost been used like polished furniture or, or or take the the tarnish off of like you know utensils and things. But it, it's it's just a real old cloth. And as he opens it up, 
you, you know, you shut the door. Do you peer in to see what it was? Sure. He opens it up. It's a rotten tooth. And he looks up at you and says, like, oh, fuck. And Kayla, he, he puts the car in gear and breaks down. And he just puts his head down like, oh, no. What, what have I done? I mumble to myself prettily to the women. Doesn't pay to be a cheat, does it, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! She knew! She knew! <laughs> and she recognized my kindness in giving her more money! <laughs> That's great. She didn't give you uh, any other packages, right? That wasn't my interpretation. <laughs> well, darling, she my interpretation. could have cursed us. My interpretation and... was that she needs a dentist. No, okay. my interpretation was, you know, go to hell for bringing these wacky death omens to my doorstep. Let's go inside. Wow. So everybody goes back in. I assume you let the boys know by a, a, a sharp knock on their door that everything is okay and that you're making your way over to uh, to get some sleep this evening. Guys, anything you need to tell them just about dinner tomorrow? Just quick recap stuff, right? Yeah, just fill them in on the details that we're have dinner with my old friend tomorrow night. Sounds infinitely more enjoyable. Darling, that was actually really helpful. Helpful? Yes. That was helpful? We found out that Faye will make it to the end. That's a plus. Yeah, and someone's gonna die, so... By the way, who was Davina? That was an interesting... If I had known that you were going to ask a personal question, I probably would have left the room. We're done. Catherine gets up and, like, whooshes off. Davina may be somebody you see when you're 80. I mean, let's be honest. She said it would be a while, a long time, and someone would die first. Also, yeah, the crazy, like... Russian lady said to remember her. She's important. I shared a skin with her. I know secrets. They'll save my life. Also something about the stink. All right. So the next morning, everybody is down for breakfast. Sharpish around, you know, between eight and nine. <laughs> Some people are a little bit late sleepers, but it's a it's a full, beautiful breakfast, breakfast done. Uh, there's a la carte items. You can get espressos and cappuccinos and... Uh, Bloody Marys. You could start the day off with more vodka and tomato juice, or or just vodka with a tomato off to the side. That's fine too. Uh, they make them a little strong here still, but uh, everybody's downstairs and having uh, some sort of brekkie. You ladies wanted to see about getting some information on travel arrangements uh, and booking airlines. You can that we can just say that's done and taken care of. Vadim, did you want to tell them how long to make the how you know how many days before you can fly? What do you mean? Well, you needed to wait at least 20, 48 hours for the medical supplies, right? So let's say this is December. 20, I think his 19. other plans were, you know, yeah. without any timing issues. So, yeah, I just I, I mentioned that, you know, although the, the guns and the arrangements on the other end of Nepal, your medical supplies are going to take some time. So so by the 22nd, you're all a today's the 19th of December. By the 22nd, you're assuming you can all be easily in the air with no problem. And there are there is a flight that heads towards India on the twenty second. Twenty second of December. Yep. You do know it's going to be cold. <laughs> it's already cold. I, I was just over here thinking about Christmas in Nepal. Wait, like, oh, yeah. hold on. Didn't we hear everybody in Nepal tell us, "Hi, you got to complete your climb by like mid October, yeah. otherwise you're screwed." Well, we're well, not climbing the, climb. the mountains. Yeah, I thought we like were going to check feet. on things. Not up there. Even so, that was, he had there was no. It's not quite that high. That 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 um that one town was at like eleven thousand feet or nine thousand, oh. ten thousand feet. It wasn't. It wasn't. Forgive, I mean, don't get me wrong. There'll me. be snow, but you're not. You're not on the side of the mountain. You're you're fine. You're not going up to Rupkund. 
Unless, unless you are. I didn't know that, but no, Rube Kuhn is. I, we don't higher. need to do that again. Christ, no. You know what I should have asked? I'm game. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm stupid. <laughs> Shut I'm up, Bottom. I should have asked if the bone was real. Ah, boom. Yep. And here's the thing. I was blank. My brain, I was on the spotlight. I got choked up and we asked about skin lady when I could have asked about the bone. It was important to me. Well, (laughs) I didn't think about it until 10 minutes after, like every single great comeback after an argument. So, Jack and Vadim, was there anything you needed to do this morning before the afternoon dinner? No, just read the times, maybe. Few soft boiled eggs, something delicious. I like as close as the Russian people get to a full English breakfast. And um just want to make that clear. Um <laughs> in Russia they call it they they call it a partial Russian oh. versus a full English. Okay. Um because there's just not as many I'll, things. I'll available. take a partial <laughs> Russian and sit and read my book and finally smoke that cigarette that I've been wanting to do. Are we talking about food? <laughs> right. Part yes, Scott. Food. <laughs> okay. Sustenance. Uh, yeah, I'll have that nourishment. Pos- that partial Russian and smoke my cigarette. I like to have a full English, please. <laughs> See how those two things sort of. Is that um, how my voice Jack's sounds? Like, like Jack's like I'm over here. Uh, <laughs> after he's done with breakfast, full- <laughs> right. I'm, a I'm a little full. full English. But let me- <laughs> I say those soft boiled eggs. Yeah, not now. I mean, after the soft boiled eggs, you're just gonna get. It's it's we're all the way in Toot Town. That's not good. <laughs> um, so at about eleven thirty, uh, the door opens. Uh, you know, everyone's sitting down somewhere in the lounge or playing darts in the in the or billiards or something in one of the rooms. They have a uh, you know different types of uh, amenities for the guests of this hotel. And uh, the Gustav is back, and he comes walking in, and he sees uh, Catherine and Faye and Ella and probably Jack throwing darts against one of the waiters or something or plying him with with billiards uh and he walks over and he's like oh miss ross it's good to see you again if may i interrupt what you're doing for a few moments i I just have some information for you Uh, absolutely yeah um what's going on so he hands you a a a folded piece of paper and he said this is the number to the the cobalt clubs both in in europe and in the united states the main one in in new york he said and um we are with the money that Ms. Hammond left and with our duties, she has asked that we maintain 18 months of, in her last wishes, she had said that from the moment that she, something, if something should happen, she wishes for 18 months for us to monitor communications. So you still have plenty of time. I, I don't know why she made that request, but this is coming from headquarters. And now you have access to, to her numbers at the Cobalt Club. Uh, her membership passed to you. Oh, um... Gee, what am I going to do with an obscure social club membership? Thank you. The things you get left when people die. It was not in her original instructions, but she did update them after sometime back in August, which would have, right last we checked, would have put her in coming out of Germany, roughly. Gustav, I, I don't know if you've made travel arrangements to go to Nepal. I have not, but it is my duty to go and, and, and retrieve her. I, right now, I am one of the closer if, one of us that is able to travel. If you would care to caravan with us, if you will, we're flying out on the 22nd, and I give him the day. Okay, all right. And it is our intent to, to help you 
in any way that we can. We were the ones that arranged for her services. So, and and I'm sure she was incredibly grateful for that. Um, you would have had no idea of the instructions or what her wishes were. We will take care of that could. part. Of course, the locals may give us some trouble, but I have brought enough money with me that I we should have no problem retrieving her and getting her on a plane. Right. So, as I said, you're welcome to travel with us. I hope I'm not speaking for the group out of turn, but we're going there to help out and do this anyway. So, understood. We see you there. I appreciate it and I will I will be sure to be on that flight. I'm sure I can make some arrangements. Can I have a question? Yes. I'm sure it's a code name, but the, the Gustav, or did she, did she genuinely just hire a bunch of a bunch of chaps named Gustav? Is there any like is there a yeah, you have a name like Ted Philip like or is it I do okay is it just going to be Gustav between us then? It, for everyone's safety, I think that is better. Okay, no problem, Ted Philip Gustav. Thanks. You're welcome, Miss Ross. I I just don't like to think of people as like numbers or just you know generic entities. I like to know people. We are a bit not generic. Better. We all we're all different, but. For the sake of our families and our friends, and it's better that we just refer to ourselves as this. Understood. Have a good day, ladies. Oh, y- you too. I'll see you at the airport. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he leaves. She turns to Faye. Did I make a friend? Uh, I think that is the closest that you're going to get besides uh, me and the rest of the group, so yeah. Right. I'd say so. I've been working wow. on that. Didn't need a tarot deck for that reading. <laughs> <laughs> How'd I do? Will I make Will I make a friend? Kink. It's the tower. Magic 8-Ball says. Magic 8-Ball says. Try again yeah, later. Try again later. <laughs> it's almost as bad as that um, time that guy flirted with me, and I was just like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, man. You. You're talking about, if I remember correctly. The missionary, wasn't it? The doctor missionary? D- yeah. Yeah, Dr. Pre- Dr. Price. Priest, praise. I love that. Wait, did he like me? That was the funniest thing. And then all of a sudden, as, as if I don't know, can I catch him? <laughs> he went from a jerk to like, you know, dateable. And then we were yeah, like, ca- this isn't Casablanca. You're not going to catch him on the plane. But I mean, can I catch him? Yeah, throwing himself off the side of the cliff in embarrassment <laughs> with, 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 with scorn. He's, He's like overliving his best life in, I think he went to Japan. Japan. He was going, yeah. he was going to the Far East. Yeah. I love her dating requirements. Must like me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it doesn't happen often. Must not be intimidated by me. Or is intimidated Never. by me. Depending on her. That happens that a lot. Me. Right. That covers a lot of people. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So um, at five o'clock, a car does pull up in front of the the hotel, which is about twenty minutes earlier than you would have needed to get a cab. And uh, the concierge calls up to the each of your rooms, or tracks you down in the bar or or you know lounge, whichever one you're you're in, and uh, lets you know that um, a gentleman has sent a car for you. It's a really nice big oversized Mercedes thing. The chauffeur sits up front, sort of like if you picture the uh, one that they used in Goldfinger when he was like, I own the club, Mr. Bond. And he gets into it. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's like, that was actually, I think, a, a silver a silver phantom roll. Yes, it was. Like a 1940 or something. Yeah. yeah. But this is so similar, but we'll call it Mercedes. Everybody's able to get in. Um, you all go, you know, he drives. He's not speeding. He's taking his time. But you are, you know, 
you arrive about 10 minutes before 6 p.m., which is nice because Jenner was supposed to be at 6. He drops you off again. Everyone gets checked for weapons. They're put into, in this case with you people, some sort of a large filing cabinet. Or, <laughs> you know, One of the spare rooms. A warehouse. <laughs> one of the spare rooms. Uh, they're, you know, they have a be careful have with my ceremonial sword. <laughs> you brought yeah. the ceremonial sword to dinner. I'm joking. Not. How else do you ch- cut mutton? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh, great, powerful sources from beyond the grave, cut this beef. <laughs> I'm stealing that at, for Thanksgiving next year. They show you into the door, and of course, you know you're met there by. Um, by Alcos and Visha. Uh, she's she's definitely, like I said, she's definitely younger than him. She's about 5'4". She's pretty lady, She but she definitely has, you know, the, the darker uh, hair, dark eyes. You can tell she's from this part of the world, but she's dressed neatly, pre- clothes are pressed. She knows, you know, what she has, she takes incredible care of. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm so well, so nice to see everyone. So please come into our home, please. I'm Visha. Vadim, it's so nice to see you again. She hugs Vadim. She walks over. She says, this must be Mr. Cavendish. And she says, oh, you described him as as tall, Alcos, but he's very tall gentleman. She's like, I am so nice to welcome to my home. So what a pleasure to meet you. The and she kind of walks over and gives, she shakes your hand, Jack, because she's only met you for the first time. And then she says, uh, she, she walks over to Faye and Catherine and Ella in turn. And she's she smiles and she says, welcome to our home. Welcome to our home. Vadim introduces She'll, all of them by name. Okay, excellent. And then she says, uh, Oh, where's my there there they are and the kids come running up and he, she says this is Talia and this is Nicolo. These are my our son our son and daughter. Nicolo is 9 and my daughter is 12. Hi. Bottom kind of There you go. Lingers, Hello, looking at Who's them. that mommy? Why is she looking at me like that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, children. <laughs> Hello. Don't mean- don't make me go near her, mommy. <laughs> make the mean lady leave. Hey, Catherine is adorable. You did it on purpose. You did it on purpose and you know it. You went like this. Hi. (laughs) Who brought a little Roll an intimidation check. (laughs) Critical success. That was phenomenal. Back in 1931, you could have been a guy slathered in pig grease with your hair up that wearing a t-shirt that says I fondled children what? and I would have made wait, you hug Wait, him. wait, Go uncle. Right? Oh, Go yeah. hug your uncle. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, back in the back in the day, children had to hug and walk up to people strangers. And shake hug their them hands. goodbye. Str- Give them a hug goodbye. <laughs> okay. I, I, you could have you could have been the freakiest looking human being on the planet and it would have been like yeah. say goodbye to your cousin Carlos. <laughs> it's like That's Uncle Marcos. I've never met him. Hug him anyway and he's not your uncle. <laughs> Yeah. So you're and saying you'll never see woman, him again. My my hello was so bad that she wouldn't make the kids hug me. No, no, they're coming to hug you anyway, even though you can see fear in their eyes. <laughs> There's fear in my eyes. <laughs> oh, fear in their eyes. great! She elicits fear in children. This is wonderful. <laughs> I feel, I feel like she would say if she when was feeling she, a little more creepy. Hello, small things. Like one child like hugs and pees it and pees themselves out of fear. You know, Ella. They they are getting Barbie Dream Home California Surfside with you compared to Catherine. Okay, right. Catherine gives off. Catherine gives. I'm sorry, Catherine. For children, you have always told me. Catherine gives off the vibe of of the school marm 
who's corporal punishment all the time. Like, did you, what? You forgot your book? You know, there's no speaking so, yes. Welsh in school from Snowdonia. Right, we don't speak Welsh in class. Listen, uh, I, there's a reason I wasn't put in a pediatric unit. Right. Because none of the kids made it. Um, all right, so moving on. Oh, <laughs> God. More like my lack of bedside manner is just tenfold. Get the horse thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Am more I going to be okay? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, like, I greet That's them. That's how she got the name Catherine I, Stoker. I greet them. I hold out my hand to them. And I, like, greet them like little adults. Hello. It's very nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you, too. Oh, and I can tell that you're a very smart lady from this handshake. I'm Nicola, but that's okay. <laughs> I, yes, did, I, <laughs> I did shake Natalia's hand. I'm a I boy. <laughs> <laughs> come, come, we eat, please. First, we have drinks. Well, that, uh, the, Visha, help me get drink orders, please, my dear, my darling, please. You t- ask the ladies what kind of, uh, what do they want to drink? I don't want to assume wine. Uh, you are American women. You, you may like something a little bit stronger. Um, he and his wife go over. The uh, the butler comes over and says, "If you'd like to join them over here in the sitting room, they bring you in." A couple minutes later, the butler's you know, and Vishen he took the orders, but they were basically making sure that, that everything was arranged. They come in, they're like, "Dinner will be in a few moments. We're sorry, little little delay in the kitchen, but uh, first we should." Uh, Vadim, do you have a moment that we may chat, or are we okay to talk? The kids go away. They they walk out, but he and Vishen are there. He's like, "Did you need to? We should speak." But I didn't know if. You, you are you are free to speak here. Uh, we made inquiries, of course. We contacted, we reached out to Yinko and his people to let them know that you were coming. The Yoiboba, the the is gone. It is um, it has been sold. Yinko is no longer there. He, uh, I don't know what to tell you, Vadim. I, I haven't. He did not reach out to me or tell me something was changing, and I don't understand it. But when I dialed the number, the person who picked up said that he sold the bar several weeks ago, uh, six, almost six, seven weeks ago. And the new owner has just been moving in. I asked, where can I reach him? Can you give me another number? I tried, even I had a home phone in case of an absolute emergency and there was no answer there. I don't understand. Ying Ko would, I mean, this was his center of operations. I, I can't imagine why this would happen. Did the person you reached, uh, are they carrying on with his operations or? I did not want to broach that over the phone, Adam. I was, if I say something, I I could of have course, tipped of course, our hand that this could be a legitimate owner. I don't. And there is no uh, no indication where Yinko may have may have absconded to. He had family deep roots in Nepal. I, it was it was the gateway for everything. We moved further east and we crossed into into the Chinas and Japan's. Um, this was every all his money, everything, his empire was here. I don't understand this. Um, it makes me concerned, Adam, because I thought I had nothing going there over the last several months, but springtime, you know, we, we move things through him, many things. And now I, I don't know why this has happened. So you going is a blessed thing because you can find out what occurred. I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, Faye? So hearing that Ying Ko is no longer there and... You know, it's hard to reach him. I kind of choke on my wine a little bit and listening to everything, I go, excuse me, I just have one question. I'm sorry. I don't know this is my, I know this isn't my wheelhouse, um, but I was wondering when you spoke to the person that bought the bar on the phone, 
did he have a specific accent? Did it sound local to the area or was it something I, I did not speak to the owner directly. I if I if I explain this this way wrong, I apologize. I spoke to someone telling me there was new owner. New owner is local man from the city of Kathmandu. Uh his name is Kensi. And um he has taken over the the establishment and renamed it. It is it is no longer the Yoiboba. Um it is um it is it's perplexing me because now I'm wondering we already have fulfillments being put into storage for spring travel to move. And I have no idea if I'm going to be able to get this product east. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, of course, I would be happy to, uh, to to do lead work on this and report back to you anything I find. I, I need you, my friend, to tell me if we would this this could this puts a hurt on on me and my no, family and my people. All of us. We don't. All of us. I don't want this to happen to us today. You know. But this is. Uh, oh, and um, Visha, my love, would you get the. Uh, there's a black bag over in the study and another one with a big handle, with a brown suit. She's like, I know which one. She's like, thank you. Bring those, my darling. Bring. So, Jack, he gives you the guns. Catherine, he hands you a box. He says, these are some things. There are two items. The So the ether, Catherine, which would knock people out like a chloroform almost. Yeah. The, the rag suppressant that will definitely put people out for a period of time. So in case of emergencies and stuff or amputations, mm-hmm. that's taking him another day. Uh, but he will have it, and he's gonna. It's gonna. It's taking some extra time to get the penicillin. But other than that, everything else is there. This is. Uh, I'm like a kid on Christmas morning. Thank you so much. I'm. I'm touched. Better. Better gifts I've never received. I ask him what uh, remuneration he requires. Oh yeah. He holds up. He just holds up four fingers. Forty. You know. This. This is. It, most of this I could get out of it. It was just the the other two items. The last two are a little bit, but it's. Sterling pounds, if you have forties, more than sufficient for this, please. And as I said, Mister Vadham, Mister Jack Cavendish, rather Cavendish, he's nothing. This is this. I had these. These I had. I, I look over at Vadham and I say, I, I will pay the forty for you, Vadham. It was oh. kind of you to bring me here and to help us out. Uh, there's no reason for you to pay for this. Uh, J- Jack, I can I can pay for the. Thank you. No, no, no problem. Vadim was looking at uh, at Catherine as just expecting uh, that Catherine would pay for I, the supplies she requested. Pony up, chickpea. <laughs> I was gonna he's, pony. He's a full on feminist. Pay up, chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, no, I was I was prepared to pony. This when the healer gets burned. You buy all the supplies, you take a shot, and you're like, "Yeah, you want the ether now?" Yeah, I know. actually, it's- you know what? Um, Faye's gonna Faye's gonna pull out uh, her own wallet and go. You know, take five, please. You know, half of your medical supplies were used on me in the past. It only feels right. Please let me at least chip oh. in. American oh. dollar, very, very nice. Yeah, it. <laughs> This generosity is is amazing. I've never seen so many people rushing to pass money out to everyone. It's, this is I'm in the wrong business, Val. Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a guilty conscience. It's the, too much. It's more more than I am more than I am used to hearing or seeing this generosity. This is a wonderful thing. Friends, friends do for friends. This is good. This is good. So please, oh, I, I see this time the uh, dinner is ready. Um, Cavendish, Jack, we found we found your mint. We found the sauce. We. Uh, we were able to get the green stuff. So please, come. The green stuff? I, I look over my shoulder at that. I'm like, I, I have never tasted this in my life. Right? <laughs> Catherine. Like, I've never, I don't remember England. Catherine, who has nothing. You put sauce on meat? 
but beautiful fond memories of England and its terrible cooking. Pats him on the shoulder and goes, you're in for an absolute treat. And you can't tell if she's being terrible or nice. And uh, Faye, the uh, American, just comes up on the other shoulder and she looks you in the eye and she just does a gentle shake of the head like, no, you're not. This is a sad, sad day. <laughs> it's goes, sauce. Alcos goes through all this trouble to get us mint sauce and everybody's going to pass. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'll, oh, I'll, no. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, no, I'm eating it by the spoon. Just... I, I will spoon. be polite. Mm, I, I've just, I've, I, I've only heard of it. I've never mint tasted sauce. it. Mint seen it. Nice. We're into it. Mint, minty All right. Meat. Well, we'll end there for the night uh, at the dinner with Alcos. And if you have any other questions, we'll start there. And we'll then... Next time we'll get ourselves on a plane and start heading for Katmandu Fabulous. to get some more answers to what's been awesome. what's going on. But players, good job tonight with the RP. Love the uh, the the ride out to the old woman. That was interesting. Uh, we've got the guns, got the medical supplies all set up. We're leaving on the twenty second of December. We're about to enter nineteen thirty two, and we're about to enter Katmandu. So from all of us at the college, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. Please tell your friends. Let them know what you think of us. Uh, we we love getting your messages. We've been getting we had a couple more come in this week. It's just really nice to hear from people that appreciate the show and love these talented people as much as I do. Uh, can't do it without them. I've said that a million times, and I mean it every every episode. I mean it even more because the think that we are going on over eighty produced hours and thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads is just mind blowing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.